This is the broadcast voice of Marshall University. WMUL-FM, Huntington, West Virginia. And now, News Center 88 at 5, the area source for the most complete news coverage from across the campus of Marshall University and the Huntington Tri-State area. And now, the News Center 88 team. Good evening, everyone. For this Friday, October 13th, 2023, World College Radio Day, I'm Victoria Wilburn. And I'm Michaela Wheeler. Coming up this evening on New Center 88, NASA spacecraft launched a mysterious and rare metal asteroid in first mission of its kind. All on your only daily source for Marshall Broadcast News. Samantha Riddle will be in with the Metro Huntington weather forecast, and Sean Kelly will be in with the FM 88 Sports Report. The current temperature outside is a sunny 81 degrees. And now on to our top story. During the pandemic, a friend sent Sharon Stone a paint-by-number set to keep her busy, a gesture that has led to a new path of creative expression. The actor has discovered a love of painting and launched a show of her giant abstract canvases at the C. Parker Gallery in Greenwick, Connecticut this week. Stone, who is 65 and also a mother to three sons, says health problems paused her acting career, but painting allows her to be creative on her own terms, says the actor, quote, art is purposeful. Art is greatly purposeful to me, end quote. False claims about the latest Israel Hamas war are flooding social media, making it difficult for onlookers to sort fact from fiction. Here are the facts. BBC News didn't publish a report saying that Ukraine provided weapons to Hamas. A video was fabricated to look like it came from the outlet. The Greek Orthodox Church of St. Pyrphyros in Gaza is still standing. It has not been destroyed by bombing, as many online claimed. Nimrod Elani, a top general in the Israeli army, was not captured by Amas militants. And a memo purporting to show President Joe Biden announcing $8 billion in military aid to Israel is fabricated. Maui County has released audio of 911 calls from a deadly August wildfire in response to a public record request from the Associated Press. The 911 audio obtained late yesterday adds another layer to what is known about the deadliest U.S. wildfire in more than a century, illustrating the chaos and panic as residents tried to reach safety. Maui County released two hours of audio in response to the AP's request. At least 98 people died in the August 8th fire and more than 2,000 structures were destroyed, most of them homes. Maui County spokeswoman Mahina Martin said the release was because of a legal request, but it's unfortunate that survivors would re-experience the tragedy in the media. For more than a month, Daryl George, a black high school student in Texas, spent each school day sitting by himself in punishment over his hairstyle. This week, he was sent to a separate disciplinary program where he's been told he will spend several more weeks away from classmates. In an interview with the Associated Press, George said he has felt discouraged about missing out on his classes and time with the football team. He said, quote, I feel like I'm missing my full experience of being in the classroom, unquote. A NASA spacecraft has rocketed away on a six-year journey to a rare asteroid made of metal. SpaceX launched the Psyche 
Psyche spacecraft today from the Kennedy Space Center in Florida. The spacecraft is named for the metal-rich asteroid it's chasing, which scientists believe is the battered remains of an early planet's iron core. No one has ever explored a world with a metal surface before. Scientists hope it can shed light on the inaccessible centers of Earth and other rocky planets. The large potato-shaped asteroid orbits the Sun in the main asteroid belt between Mars and Jupiter. Psyche should reach the asteroid in 2029. Coming up, a bill to help Boy Scout abuse victims. That and more news from across the tri-state when News Center 88 returns right after this. leader of Marshall University sports coverage. Appleby takes the snap, dropping back, great protection, fires it down the middle, it's picked off! Right to Taekwon Lang! Lang takes it at the 45, brings it to the near side, the 30, down to the 20, has a blocker in front and walks into the end zone! A 55-yard pick six! Chester and UAB able to lose the ball, Marshall keeps it in. For Mario Gordon, puts it into the net, Marshall 2, UAB 1, 326 to play in the match. On the way, this one sent for a ride. Down the line, left field, turn and watch it fly. It's gone. A one-out solo bomb from Caddy Lucas. It's 2-0, thundering herd. Quickly Hamilton there to clean things up. Counter and one for the redshirt junior from Huntington. Ryan Taylor's going to the rack, left side, up off the glass, no good, but James Kelly comes in from behind and flushes it home. WMUL-FM, Huntington. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best spot news reporting by the Virginia's Associated Press. I'm Victoria Wilburn. And I'm Michaela Wheeler. The Biden administration has selected clean energy projects from Pennsylvania to California for a $7 billion program to kickstart development and production of hydrogen fuel. That's a key component of President Joe Biden's agenda to slow climate change. The Democratic president wants to establish seven regional hydrogen hubs to help replace fossil fuels such as coal and oil with cleaner burning hydrogen as an energy source for vehicles, manufacturing and generating electricity. Biden is expected to make the official announcement today during an economic theme visit to Philadelphia. The White House calls hydrogen essential to achieving Biden's, quote, vision of a strong, clean energy economy, unquote, and net zero greenhouse gas emissions in the U.S. by 2050. The White House is poised to announce the winners of a $7 billion federal competition to produce and deliver hydrogen fuel, a key component of its clean energy program. The Philadelphia area and West Virginia among those selected, according to a person familiar with the program. President Joe Biden is elected to make the official announcement during an economic-themed visit to Philadelphia today. There were 23 finalists for the $7 billion hydrogen fuel program. Among those selected are the Appalachian Regional Clean Hydrogen Hub, based in West Virginia, and the Philadelphia Area Mid-Atlantic Clean Hydrogen Hub, according to the person briefed on the plan. A former Democratic leader in the West Virginia House of Delegates plans to run for Secretary of State next year as a Republican. Doug Scaff has registered as a pre-candidate for the office today and launched a campaign website. Filing pre-candidacy papers allows campaigns to start fundraising and requires them to file campaign finance reports. 
A candidate isn't officially in the race until they file a separate certificate of announcement and pay a filing fee. The official filing period is in January. Scaff resigned his House seat last month after stepping down as the chamber's Democratic leader in August. A top Ford executive says the company has reached the limit of how much money it will spend to get a contract agreement with the striking United Autos Union. Kumar Galhotra, president of Ford Blue, the company's internal combustion engine business, told reporters yesterday that Ford stretched to get to the offer it now has on the table. His comments are starkly different from those made by UAW president Sean Fain Wednesday when he announced an escalation of the union strike by walking out at Ford's largest and most profitable story. About 33,700 workers are now on strike against Ford and Detroit competitors, General Motors and Stellantis. Ohio victims of child sexual abuse in the Boy Scouts of America will get a greater share of settlement money for the crimes committed against them. A law signed off by Republican Governor Mike DeWine yesterday will ensure more monetary compensation for victims by voiding Ohio's current 12-year statute of limitations on civil claims and bankruptcy cases, allowing them to receive all of the money owed to them rather than just 30 to 45 percent. Tens of thousands of men nationwide have brought forth claims that they had been sexually abused by their scout leaders. Nearly 2,000 of those claims came from Ohio. Coming up next... Biden is talking about green energy. That and more news from around the nation when New Center 88 returns. Stay with us. Welcome to Marshall University. We hope you enjoy your stay. But we know sometimes college students can get a little down. Introducing the cutting edge of all ailments, WMUL. Feeling homesick? No problem. WMUL will keep you company all day long, from our 6 a.m. morning shows until late-night alternative. Tired of pinching pennies? Then WMUL is perfect for you. Marshall's very own radio station is 100% commercial-free. We hope you enjoy our presentation, and don't forget to listen to 88.1 WMUL. You two must be proud of Johnny. Oh, we sure are. Yeah, he's a great kid. So he's got a job at the dealership, right? No, no. Yes, he did. Oh, right. The dealership, you know, he just started uh, there. Actually, it's been about six weeks. <laughs> Has it been that long? And he graduates next year, right? Oh, no, no. He's still... Yes, he does, Tom. Sure, Johnny graduates next year. I thought you were talking about... Who, Tom? Need to get closer to your family? So, Larry, let's talk about your kids. Give your family everything. Give them your time. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best radio news reporting by the Society of Professional Journalists, Mark of Excellence Awards. I'm Victoria Wilburn. And I'm Michaela Wheeler. Republicans have chosen Jim Jordan as their new nominee for House Speaker during internal party voting. Today's vote puts the staunch ally of Donald Trump within reach of the Speaker's gavel. The Ohio congressman now must secure support from the rest of his colleagues ahead of a House floor vote. That could push into next week. Jordan is the hardline chairman of the Judiciary Committee. He emerged after Majority Leader Steve Scalise abruptly ended his bid when it became clear holdouts refused to back him. Frustrated Republicans have been searching desperately to try to replace ousted Speaker Kevin McCarthy. U.S. stocks mostly fell after getting pulled in opposite directions by competing waves of optimism and fear. The S&P 500 slipped 0.5% today. The Dow edged up by 1%, and the Nasdaq composite fell 1.2%. 
Worries about escalating violence in Gaza's latest war sent oil prices jumping and Treasury yields falling. A survey also showed sentiment among U.S. consumers soaring on fears about inflation. But several of the biggest U.S. banks at the same time said their profits were better during the summer than feared. That offered hope for the reporting season that just got underway. Police in New York, Los Angeles, and other U.S. cities have increased patrols. Authorities put up fencing around the U.S. Capitol and some schools closed amid fears of violence inspired by the Israel-Amas war. But law enforcement officials stressed today that there were no credible threats in the U.S. A former Amis leader's call for a day of rage put Jewish communities on edge and sparked heightened security around houses of worship, schools, and cultural institutions. Law enforcement officials say despite specific threats to Americans, they are on high alert for the potential for violence driven by anti-Semitic or Islamophobic sentiments in the wake of the Amis attack on Israel. The United Auto Workers Union isn't adding any factories to those that are now on strike, but its president says more walkouts could begin at any moment. Until this week, the union had been announcing additional striking factories on Fridays. But UAW President Sean Fain told workers in a live video appearance that the company started gaming the system, waiting until Fridays to make progress in bargaining. Thane says the union will no longer stick to a pattern or give the companies an extra hour or extra day. He said the union is still bargaining hard with General Motors and Jeep maker Stellantis. But he criticized Ford, which said yesterday that it had reached the limit of how much money it will spend to settle the strike. President Joe Biden is in Pennsylvania again. Today, he's campaigning steep increases in federal public works spending and detailing how promoting green energy can bolster U.S. manufacturing. In Philadelphia, he announced the city is one of the regional hubs selected to produce and deliver hydrogen fuel that can run factories, ports, and other facilities. But the war between Israel and Hamas has scrambled geopolitics and potentially reshuffled the 2024 presidential race. So there's a question whether a familiar economic message in a place the president visits frequently will really get noticed. Coming up next, a man charged with stealing a pair of ruby slippers. Your daily political update when New Center 88 returns right after this. Are you tired of spinning that dial and hearing the same old Top 40 stuff being overplayed? Do you go to bed at night dreaming of a station that will play music you want to hear all the time? Whether you're driving in your car or chilling on the porch, leave your dial here at 88.1 WMUL, progressive music, and other stuff that you want to hear. Having a good time. This is your Weedmeister 2000 string trimmer, cranking up to chow down on the crabgrass growing out of your driveway. This is the little chunks of rock and dirt flying everywhere like shrapnel, hitting your ankles, and sooner or later, hitting your eye. This is you calling yourself every name in the book for not wearing eye protection when working with a lawn tool. Any lawn tool. And this is a message about safety from the American Optometric Association. My brothers, we gather here today for one true and all-holy purpose. The summoning of the great being. Give away your essence freely, brothers. Now, arise, arise. 
Yes. It's WMUL 88.1 FM. The greatest source of music, news, and sports the world has ever known. We are in debt to you. Welcome back to News Center 88. I'm Victoria Wilburn. And I'm Michaela Wheeler. Less than a month before Hamas, fighters blew through Israel's Iron Wall in an attack that would leave more than 1,200 Israelis dead. They practiced in a very public dress rehearsal. A two-minute propaganda video posted to social media by Hamas on September 12th shows fighters using explosives to blast through a replica of the border gate, sweep in, and then move building by building through a reconstruction of an Israeli town, firing weapons at human-shaped paper targets. While Israel was clearly caught flat-footed by the Hamas's ability to breach its Gaza defenses, the group appears to have hidden its extensive preparations for the deadly assault in plain sight. In Israel's call for the evacuation of half of Gaza, many Palestinians fear a repeat of their mass exodus from what is now Israel. Palestinians refer to it as the Nakba, or, quote, catastrophe, end quote, during the 1948 war surrounding Israel's creation. An estimated 700,000 Palestinians fled or were expelled from what is now Israel before and during the war. 75 years later, they and their descendants have not been allowed back because their return would render Jews a minority in Israel. France's interior minister says the suspect in a deadly school stabbing had been detained for questioning the day before on suspicion of radicalism. Interior Minister Gerald Darmanian said in a TF1 television that intelligence services had been monitoring the man's phone calls for several days and so sought to question him. But Darmanian says investigators found no weapon or threat or indication that he was preparing an attack. A man of Chechen origin who was born in 2003 was arrested today after a teacher was stabbed to death in the combined middle and high school in the city of Aras. Three other people were wounded. President Joe Biden is in Pennsylvania again. Today, he's championing steep increases in federal public works spending and detailing how promoting green energy can bolster U.S. manufacturing. In Philadelphia, he will announce that the city will be one of the regional hubs selected to produce and deliver hydrogen fuel that can run factories, ports, and other facilities. But much has changed since Biden made his last trip to a familiar place to hit on a familiar theme. The war between Israel and Hamas has scrambled geopolitics and potentially reshuffled the 2024 presidential race. So there's a question whether a familiar economic message in a place the president visits frequently will really get noticed. A man charged with stealing a pair of ruby slippers worn by Judy Garland in The Wizard of Oz has pleaded guilty in a deal that could keep him out of prison due to his failing health. 76-year-old Terry John Martin appeared in federal court in Duluth, Minnesota today and pulled back a little of the curtain on a mystery that dates back 18 years. The shoes were stolen in 2005 from the Judy Garland Museum in the late actor's hometown of Grand Rapids, Minnesota and recovered by the FBI in 2018. Martin admitted that he stole the slippers, but he didn't say how he got rid of them, leaving their whereabouts during the ensuing years a mystery. Coming up, Samantha Riddle will have a complete look at your Metro Huntington weather forecast. And Sean Kelly will be in with the FM 88 Sports Report. Stay with us.
don't think a penny buys much? Depends on how much you value safety. One way to check tire safety is by placing a penny upside down in the tread. If you can see the top of Lincoln's head, you need to replace your tires. We can help you travel more safely with a five-minute monthly tire check. To learn more, visit our website at www.nhtsa.gov. Tire safety. Everything rides on it. The worldwide leader of Marshall University sports coverage. Welcome back to Joy Perry Stadium in Bowling Green, Ohio, with Stone's Throw from I-75. Back inside the KFC Yum Center in Louisville, Kentucky. And welcome back inside the MAC Center here in Kent, Ohio. Marshall women's basketball preparing to take on the Golden Flashes. From Millet Hall in Oxford, Ohio, the campus of Miami University. Here at Top Dowdy Ficklin Stadium in the Emerald City, Greenville, North Carolina. WMUL-FM Huntington. Welcome back to New Center 88. I'm Samantha Riddle, and it is now time for your Metro Huntington weather forecast. Currently outside of the WMUL studios, it is a sunny 81 degrees. Tonight we will dip down into the lower 60s with some light rain expected late tonight. So if you're heading out tonight, don't forget to grab that umbrella. Tomorrow we will see highs around 73 with lows near 50 with some light rain expected in the morning. As we look towards this weekend, on Sunday we will see highs in the upper 50s and lows in the 40s. Today in weather history, on this day in 1988, a total of 43 cities in the eastern U.S. and upper Midwest reported record low temperatures for the date, including Elkins, West Virginia and Marquette, Michigan where the mercury dropped to 18 degrees. Thank you to weather4u.com for that information. And that does it for your Metro Huntington weather forecast. Currently outside of the WMUL studios, it is a sunny 81 degrees. For News Center 88, I'm Samantha Riddle. Thanks, Samantha. Now, Sean Kelly joins us with the FM 88 Sports Report. Thanks, guys. Starting with Marshall Athletics News, Marshall Cross Country competed earlier this morning at the Arturo Barrios Invitational, hosted by Texas A&M and College Station, Texas. Senior Abby Herring finished 13th out of 385 runners, finishing her day with a new school and personal record in the 6K at 20 minutes, 2 seconds. Along with Herring, three more herd runners finished with personal records in the 6K, those being Hannah Weiler, Asha Bora, and Sophia Newsom. As a team, the women's side finished 24th out of all 42 competing teams. On the men's side, senior Evan White led the team with an 8K time of 24 minutes 53 seconds, followed by Ronnie Saunders and Garrett Ferguson, both finishing the 8K in the 25-minute range. As a team, the Herdmen finished 32nd in the contest. This was, however, not the uh, however this was not the only event scheduled today, as there are many more teams competing into the evening. Marshall Tennis begins the first day of the Greyhound Women's Tennis Classic, hosted by the Loyola University of Maryland on its campus in Baltimore. The team will be competing throughout the day with a three-day, five-team tournament including Marshall's Gabrielle Clairot, Rike Galar, Angela Lopacic, and Emily Shutt. Also, Marshall Baseball is currently on the road against the Ohio Bobcats in its first of two fall games. Her baseball will be back home for the second and final game of the fall, of the fall schedule this Sunday at 2 p.m., facing off against the Toronto, Toronto Mets at the YMCA Kennedy Center. The Mets, for, the Mets are an 18-and-under travel team that has produced products such as Marshall pitcher Ryan Capuano and catcher Ryan Leach. Rounding out today's events, Marshall Volleyball is on the road against the Georgia Southern Eagles at 6 p.m. for its first of two games in the series. 
Both teams seek to bounce back from respective losing streaks, as the Thundering Herd fell to the Troy Trojans in two matches last week, as did the Eagles against the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers. To close out this evening, Marshall Men's Soccer will face off against the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers from Hoops Family Field. You can listen to this game right here on WMUL-FM, as I will be on play-by-play alongside Jonathan Edwards with coverage beginning at 7 p.m. Also this weekend, Marshall Women's Soccer will face the Georgia State Panthers at Hoops Family Field. You can also tune into this game right here on WMUL-FM, as Ben Anderson will be on the call with Nate Courtney on color with pregame coverage beginning at 5.45 p.m. Excuse me. Also, Marshall Football will face the Panthers at 7 p.m. from Center Park Stadium in Atlanta, the former home of the Atlanta Braves. Speaking of the Braves, time for some news from around the sports world. Last night, the Philadelphia Phillies clinched a trip to the National League Championship Series with a 3-1 victory over the Atlanta Braves. Phillies shortstop Trey Turner and right fielder Nick Castellanos led the way, finishing the game going a combined 7-for-7 with three home runs and three RBI in the only playoff game of Thursday evening. Texas Rangers and Houston Astros will begin championship series play on Sunday at 8.15 p.m., with Houston making its seventh consecutive trip to the American League Championship Series. The Phillies will begin NLCS play on Monday against fellow wildcard foe the Arizona Diamondbacks at 8.07 p.m. In NBA news, Charlotte Hornets forward Miles Bridges has turned himself in after a warrant was issued for an alleged protection, protection order violation stemming from a de- domestic violence case last year. Bridges turned himself in Friday morning at, in Lincoln County, a suburb of Charlotte. He was accompanied by his attorney. Bridges appeared before a district court judge and was released on $1,000 bond. The warrant had originally been issued on January 2nd, but had not previously been served. Messages left with Bridges' attorney were not immediately returned. Bridges is also currently serving a 10-game suspension from the NBA to begin the season, and it remains to be seen if Bridges could face further discipline from the league. In NFL news, P.J. Walker will start in the place of injured Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson on Sunday when Cleveland hosts the San Francisco 49ers, missing his second straight game, with a right shoulder bruise that prevented him from throwing the ball with velocity. Watson didn't practice all week and was officially ruled out Friday. That'll do it for the FM88 Sports Report. For FM88 Sports, I'm Sean Kelly. Thanks, Sean. Coming up, packing on the pounds. Stay with us to find out more right after this on News Center 88. You did it! You won! Congratulations! You solved all 10 briefcases without hitting a whammy! That means you've won the grand prize. Tell them about it, Rod! It's brand new radio station! From Marshall University, WMUL 88.1 contains the best music library, news coverage, award-winning sports, and impeccable talent. It's the WMUL 88.1, cutting edge! Ever notice when you have a baby, everyone seems to give you advice? From your mother-in-law, to your own parents, to your friends. But when it comes to the important stuff, like immunizations and protecting my baby's health, I trust my baby's doctor. She really listens to my questions about shots, gives me great information, and she works with me to make sure my baby gets protected. And that's something even my mother-in-law can agree with. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Ah, my darling, I love the tango. And I love you. More than the sunrise on a clear summer day. More than the colors of the rainbow. Mozanzi, how do you say? 
American football. Do you love me more than the WMUL? Are you crazy, woman? I mean, alas, it is not so. For the WMUL is, how do you say, ah uh, yes, too sexy. And finally today on New Center 88, when it comes to packing on the pounds to survive in Alaska winter, this year's undisputed champ is Grazer. The brown mama bear has won this year's Fat Bear Week in Alaska's Katmai National Park. Grazer had no problems dominating the finals of the bracket-style tournament that's become a fan favorite. Fans overwhelmingly chose Grazer over her opponent in the finals, Chunk. The annual contest drew more than 1.3 million votes in the week-long tourney. The contest is meant to celebrate the resiliency of the brown bears that live on the preserve on the Alaska Peninsula. Environmentalists and London's mayor have helped bring beavers back to the city for the first time in 400 years in an effort to improve the British capital's biodiversity. Mayor Sadiq Khan participated in releasing a family of beavers into a wetland area in Ealing, a residential area of West London on Wednesday. The hope is that the rodents will help improve the wetlands ecosystem and establish habitats for other creatures, including fish, birds and amphibians. Beavers were hunted to extinction in England around 400 years ago, but environmentalists have reintroduced them in areas across the country. And that does it for this edition of News Center 88. Tune in next week at 5 for the most complete news from Marjorie University and the tri-state area. And remember to check us out on the World Wide Web at marshall.edu slash WMUL. For Victoria Wilburn, Samantha Riddle, David Atkins, Sean Kelly, and the entire New Center 88 team, I'm Michaela Wheeler, and your thought of the day is, change before you have to. Jack Welch.